what does the Bible teach about business? That's what we'll uncover together on the Business in His Image podcast. This show explores strategies from the Bible that will help you grow your business, strengthen your walk with Jesus, and help you reach your God-given potential as an entrepreneur. The Bible is filled with practical wisdom to help you live for God while using your gifts. Let's unpack what that means for you and how you can use biblical truths to build a thriving business that honors Christ. Now it's time to dive in. On today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to transition your mindset from employee to entrepreneur. I've had questions about this, so I'm excited to deep dive into this topic today. But before I do, I want to preface this by saying that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being an employee. I absolutely loved working in-house, and I think it's a great way as well for new creatives to break into their field, whether you're a copywriter, a web designer, or whatever service you want to offer. And it's really stable. And we are going to deep dive a little bit more into that on the episode today. But you're going to see that there's a lot of benefits to being an employee. Now, that's not what this episode is about. I'm not here to sell you on being an employee or anything like that. But I just wanted to preface with saying that I am not against being an employee. There are some amazing companies out there that you can work for that provide great benefits, great work culture, work environment, and you can learn and grow so much. Now, let's deep dive into number one. The first mindset shift that you need to make as you transition to an entrepreneur, and that is the fact that your clients are not your boss. And I see this a lot. People struggle with this. They struggle with setting boundaries with their clients. So it's so important to educate your clients on how you work, because when you set those boundaries up front, when you set those expectations up front, you're going to avoid headaches down the line because they know what to expect. So I highly recommend that you put together a a document that just lists how you work. What are your office hours? When are you available? How do you communicate? Are you going to allow your clients to contact you via email or via your phone? I personally do not give away my phone number to clients unless they're local and we're meeting up in person or something like that. But I typically avoid using my phone for business purposes at all. Unless we're friends outside of work, that's a different story. I have a few business besties that I do talk to on the phone and I don't mind if they reach me. But as far as clients, I set that boundary that I communicate via email. So that's really important. And I also do want to say that you are still accountable to your clients. So no, your clients are not your boss and you do set boundaries. However, you are still accountable because they are paying you for a service. So put yourself in their place. Let's say that you went to the doctor or you hired a plumber or something like that. It's the same concept. They are a business. That plumber, he is a contractor. He is his own business. However, when you are paying him for a service, he's accountable to you and you have a certain level of expectation. And it's the same thing with your clients. They are investing their hard-earned dollars into you to perform a service. So yes, you are still accountable. It doesn't mean that you get to slack off. It doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want. You still need to uphold a certain level of quality work and excellence. And when I mean that your clients are not your boss, what I'm saying is that they can't dictate the way that you work. Number two, the second mindset shift is that this is your business and it is not a hobby. And this is so important, okay? Because it, it just trails into a whole bunch of other things. When you look at your business as a business and not a hobby, you stop feeling guilty when you're working. 
right? You stop feeling guilty and you realize that you need to be intentional about this time that you set aside to work on your business. This also means that you need to invest in your business for it to grow. When you are starting a side hustle and you don't have a lot of money, yes, you are trying to use all the free tools and resources that you can. I get it because I have been there, but there's going to come a time and place when you want to grow your business to the next level. You're going to have to invest in some programs. You're going to have to invest in some training. It is not possible to grow a business into full-time business without investing to some degree. What I do love about an online business is that the costs are going to be so much lower than any other type of business out there. And I am all about investing smart. I'm not saying that you should go out there and buy all the latest software and subscribe to all the latest memberships and things like that. I am definitely about smart investments and keeping costs low. I personally practice that in my own business, but you need to have a realistic mindset that you do need to set aside some kind of budget to be able to invest back in your business as you are making money. So that's another thing. And then remember that you are going to have business expenses outside of software, training and stuff like that, but you also have self-employment tax, insurance. You have to pay for your internet and all of those things. I think having this understanding, it's going to take away some of that guilt when you're quoting projects to clients because you're not going to feel like, oh, I should charge less when you start thinking about all the expenses that you have to run this business, to be able to market yourself and grow your skills. As you put your packages together, your pricing together, think about what it's going to take to keep running this business, to stay afloat, to not only pay yourself and your bills, but all the things that come with running your business. It's really important to think about that because if you want to grow this to more than just a hobby and a side gig, then you have to think like an entrepreneur, a business owner, and this is all part of that. Number three, adopt the saying, I'm at work. This is so powerful. So lean into this, all right? Working from anywhere and setting your own hours, your own rules can cause lines to get blurred if you don't set boundaries with yourself and create distinctions in your mind. So just because you're at home doesn't mean you're available. And I really struggled with this at one point when I had more family around because they would see me there on my computer and they would think I'm available. They would ask, talk to me and ask me for favors. And I had to let them know, hey, I'm at work right now. I'm working. I'm not just here on social media, just chatting up with my friends. Like I'm at work right now. So you have to make that distinction first for yourself to be able to communicate that to other people around you, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your parents, whoever it is that might be around when you're working. You have to set that boundary. And if you can create a space, whether it's a room, a corner, anywhere in your home, or even if you work outside your home and you go to a coffee shop or a co-working space or something like that, but having a dedicated space can really help as well. I know that sometimes people have this perception of working from home is great. You could just wake up, work in your pajamas, sit on the couch and all of that. And honestly, like that doesn't work, at least not for me. I have to get up and get dressed every day and get ready. And I like to work at a table, at a dedicated space. Sometimes every now and then, maybe I will work from my bed or the couch or something like that. But most of the time I'm working from my desk. And I think it's just so good to get up every day, get dressed, right? As if you're going to work and just shift your mind, right? From, oh, I'm at home just on the computer to I am at work. 
It's going to make such a big difference for you. And make sure you set those boundaries with family, with friends. Personally, I love to put my phone on do not disturb when I'm working from home because otherwise you will get so distracted when people call you and text you. And it's so easy to take a break when you want to and attend to those things. But you want to make sure that you're keeping your focus. So adopt that saying, I'm at work. If you need to write it on a post-it note, if you need to write it somewhere, say it to yourself over and over, say it to other people, let them know I am at work. There's times I have had to answer the phone and let them know I'm at work. Yeah, I'm working on my own business, but it's still work. That's very important. Number four, when you're an entrepreneur, your paycheck depends on you. Above that, of course, is the sovereignty of Christ. He is ruler, ultimate ruler of our lives. The earth and all its fullness belongs to him 100%. But also there's cause and effect. That's what I mean when I say the paycheck depends on us. What I mean by that is, of course, God is in charge. But also we have to put in effort if we want to see an outcome. We can't just sit back and do nothing and expect that clients will fall in our lap. It doesn't work that way. So what I mean by that, your paycheck depends on you is you need to go out there and actively market yourself because otherwise you might not see a paycheck. So it's important to save an emergency fund. That's really important. And don't rush into jumping into full-time self-employment too quickly because then you're putting pressure on your business and you're going to make things harder for yourself. So don't rush into that. Keep growing your business as much as you can on the side and make sure that you make all the necessary preparations before you go into full-time self-employment. You will thank me later. So like I said, make sure you start an emergency fund and make sure you actively market yourself. Have a plan in place. You need to be out there networking, building relationships. And when I say marketing yourself, I don't mean going into 10 Facebook groups and just asking people if they need your services, because that's really not effective marketing. If people don't know you, if they've never heard of you, they're going to be really hesitant to just hire you. And I see that all the time. Even in my Facebook group, I see people will post like a banner or something promoting their services. And there's nothing wrong with trying to do that. However, let's be realistic. If someone doesn't know you, they've never worked with you, then what is going to compel them to reach out? If you haven't given any value or try to build a relationship, I have people that pitch to me all the time. And a lot of times I'm not interested, mainly because I'm not hiring at the time for what they're pitching to me, but also they didn't even try to build a relationship with me first. And so it's so important to approach marketing and networking from a standpoint of relationship building, build authentic relationship. People want to hire people that they know and the people that they know and trust. That's where you hear that term, building no like and trust. Seek to build no like and trust more so than just try to spam the internet with information about your services. You should promote yourself. You should let people know you're available. However, make sure you're giving value, building authentic relationships, and not just jumping right into pitching. And please do not cold pitch in the DMs because it's not effective. Unless you've already built a relationship with someone, that might be different. However, I really recommend not doing that. It's not effective at all. It just really annoys people. But there are other effective ways to cold pitch. And I do recommend cold pitching primarily through email. But there is a way to do it that is more tasteful and more acceptable by people. And then number five. Understand the difference between being a business owner and a freelancer. 
there is a distinct difference here, okay? A business requires systems and processes on how you do things. It requires a structure. When you're a freelancer, you're just providing a service, taking your check, and that's it. But when you're building a business, you want to have the right foundation. So think about that. Think about the systems, the processes you're going to use to do certain things within your company. So that's how you deal with clients, how you send contracts, how you send proposals, all of those things. And when you're starting out, you don't have to have everything figured out right away. But I'm just trying to help you think long term. I'm trying to help you think about the next step. So don't feel like you have to drop everything and get all this stuff straightened out now. But it's just something that you need to be thinking about as you grow your business. You want to do things officially in your business as you would if you were working for another company. Set deadlines and stick to a schedule. It's okay to move deadlines, but you still want to have a schedule and be really organized. You don't want to do things all haphazardly and willy-nilly because that's not going to produce good outcomes for you. When you're ready, there's a few other ways that I can help you in your business. Number one, If you need help finding clients, check out my cold pitch workshop at thevirtualmama.com slash get clients. That's where I walk you through step by step how I made my first $5,000 as a freelance writer and how I use cold pitching, how I pitch myself. It's a lot easier than you think, but you do need the right strategy so that you don't turn people away, so that you don't get shut down off the bat. So I really deep dive into my strategy there. Another way is that if you want to become a full-time copywriter, I have a step-by-step course called Copyland that teaches the exact method I use to write copy and land clients. You can check that out now at thevirtualmama.com slash copyland. And number three, I have tons of free resources on my blog, thevirtualmama.com slash blog. So if you're not ready for in-depth training just yet, that's the best place to start. But for those of you that want to dive deeper and get to the next level, I do have those trainings available and they're now evergreen. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Business in His Image podcast with me, your host, Joe Harris. If this show has blessed you, please share it with a friend and subscribe so that you can be notified when we release new episodes. My prayer is that God will help you soak up every bit of what you've heard today and help you apply it to your business so that you can see results. I'll see you next time and may God bless you.